podcast addresses death, difficult emotional content, and contains profanity. Listen with your own motherfucking discretion. (laughs) (laughs) Get your kids. This is Grief After Dark. So, hello, Dee. Hello, Mickey. This is us fixing to put a pin in it. Hi, everybody. Hi for the last time of season two. Oh, God. But let's be honest, we may very well just put out a boner so next week. You never know. Stay on your toes, folks. We have ideas. <laughs> yes, yeah, stay on your toes. Also, thank you all for joining us on this ride for season two. It's been a blast. Like, I was hoping we could get a few more people in, but also I know like crunch time be coming around for everybody. And so it's like, we have to be able to give it the space it deserves that. And it leaves room for us to do season three. So, Hey, yep. Hey, Hey, it's it's not all bad. (laughs) I mean, it's not bad at all, but no, I I couldn't call a single thing bad. Cheers. Cheers. Before we recorded, we were we were singing a little bit of opera. We were having a rant about all the things, and you know, in our in our fashion, we didn't press record. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, we still have to have our our private rant time. We do need to have a private rant time, and I, I as much as I enjoy sharing rants with you, I don't know that all of my rants need to be public. I feel the same way about my own rants. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite part about season two? Your favorite episode? Oh, my favorite episode? Yeah, I can't pick a favorite episode. So that's like a shit question. I Yeah, I would never be able to pick because like I was saying in one of our boner sodes, I really truly did learn something kind of like day-to-day life-changing important from every single person we talked to. Yeah. In season yeah. two. And it's what I think I love. And I was thinking about this earlier today. What I think is so incredible. One of my favorite bits about season two in a nutshell, (laughs) one of my favorite nut bits (laughs) is so much of it was about connection and healing and community. And we've talked so much about that, just me and you, but like to start bringing the community in and telling us their story and you know, just different tools that they've used to, to keep moving through their life and find healing and find beauty in just everyday movement. I learned things from kids. Right. I mean, this is kind of what I like to call practical magic, y'all. It is. It's very practical information. It's accessible to us all, even though it feels so far away in the in the context that we live in right now. Um, yeah. I, practical magic is always with you. You are never separate from it. It's a thing that I say in the Oracle group all the time where it's like, you know, you we, we get into these places where we're questioning and questioning and questioning. But we were given everything we need to heal everything. Nothing was left out. Yeah. Like our bodies literally were equipped with it and then being able to tap into it. And, you know, like we didn't invent any of this shit that we're doing right now. 
we've refined it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't think that we are ever separate from it. And I think that, you know, the driving force in this culture that we live in right now is telling us that it's not accessible to us. And I'm like, dude, I fucking wake up every day, just like everybody else on this motherfucking planet. You mean to tell me that I'm separate from? Oh, come now. Like y'all gonna have, that's a hard sell for me, y'all. That's a hard sell for me. Yeah. And again, like the, the antidote to that, the magic elixir to that is community. And I mean, it's, it's incredible to have the whole world kind of at my disposal in a lot of ways. I can reach out to people who live clear on the other side of the planet and mm-hmm. ask them things. But when push comes to shove and shit gets rough in my little world over here, I still go back to season one and all I need is that list of six people that I (laughs) can call when I'm stuck in circle brain questions and I can call you or one of the other five people on my list and be like, dude, talk this out with me. Right. Talk this out with me real quick. And, and I think that's, you know, was Naja's point too. Yeah. Yeah. Even in, in her stating that you don't necessarily need to talk about the thing. You could just talk something else out. You could, I mean, the point of our podcast was us talking shit out that we wouldn't normally talk about, yeah. would, you know, or, you know, going about our healing in the way uh, together. Yes. You, you know, in the way of the village, in the way of, we're not alone out here. We're not just sitting here floundering and we should just drown because there's nobody out there to catch us. Yes. And I feel like that's, where a lot of people are right now that, you know, people just are out in these streets thinking that don't nobody love them. And that is the, the, that saddens me more than a lot of things. Yeah. No. And because I know what it's like to feel unloved, genuinely just unfucking love. Yeah. And alone, you know, where I've gone through periods in my life where nobody checked on me that I thought, you know, and these were the people who were constantly saying that they cared or whatever, but here I am out in these streets having a nervous fucking breakdown and ain't nobody even asked if I was all right. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, so I don't like when people feel that way that triggers me heavily. Yeah. That's, that's a big part of the grief game. Yeah. And then it becomes a, a vicious cycle. Grief is so lonely and alienating anyway. And then when you're not finding your community or when the community you had isn't serving you in your grief, Mm -hmm. then you're lonely. You feel more lonely and then you're lonely and isolated in grief. And then you feel lonely because you're lacking the community and that cycle. Yeah. You can can see because that's all that's being reinforced. Yeah. And you can really spin out in it. Yeah. And it's being reinforced in every area of our life. Like, why aren't you fucking over this? You know, even in, in couples relationships it's one couple grieves one way, the other one grieves the other way. And it's easy to be in a different book on a different chapter. And either one of y'all can read the same language. So coming back from that is, is difficult and you have to relearn everything about everyone. And that's one of the things I wrote down in one of my earlier zines, speaking of, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is how to care for your bereaved loved one's heart is that you have to get to know them again. They are not the same person. Mm-hmm. 
that went into the fire, they're not the same person and they may not ever come out of the fire. And if they do come out of the fire, they're going to be totally fucking unrecognizable. Yeah. And so giving people that space to just be different, giving people that space to see what they see through the eyes that they see them with now, you know, I have this really morbid sense of humor (laughs) now. Did you not have that before? I mean, I, I had it, but it wasn't as strong. Okay. <laughs> you know, I think it got amplified in, yeah. the, in the process. It does that. Yeah. In the burning. Yeah. <laughs> it got darker. Right. Yeah. Darker like, matter. Darker matter. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, yeah. It, it, it got darker and it like, you know, I'm, I'm much more in that cut and dry. Like I know for me forever is not, a, it is, is not something I will ever get to taste in that way of like, Oh, this is going to be joyful forever. This is like, I'm going to be burning in hell forever. This is crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so, you know, being able to love people right now, right now, in the right now times, not worrying about whether they're going to be there in the future, not worrying about whether, you know, oh, is our friendship going to last? Is this person going to be in my life until I'm 65? I sure hope so. Fuck all that. I might not make it till I'm 65. So, yeah, listen, you get my love today. If you don't want it today. That's your fucking problem. Yeah. <laughs> you move on. Well, and I've been saying forever and ever. All we have is right now. That's all we have. Everything else is memories and made up shit you have right now. But that chat we had about tranquility and that brutal realization I had that like really that peace, that joy, if you're not enjoying it in the moment, then you're in the past or the future and you fucking squandered it. I'll speak for myself here. I've squandered it. It's actually, I can experience it now. It was one of those cool things where like, as soon as you see it, like you turned the light on and the monster is gone. Right. And you can't unsee it either. So, well, God, I fucking hope not because I'm really, (laughs) I'm really enjoying having that back again. Right. Because then you can always remind yourself, like, you know, it's not that you see it and you always just like, it's, 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 it's more, um, multidimensional than that. Yeah. You know, you kind of go in and out and you go up and down and you have to remember it. And, you know, some people will trigger that memory of like, Hey, right now is right. Right now. Right now is the time. Yep. And I just said to somebody the other day, like the future is right now. So how do you want that to look? Do you want it to be filled up with love? Do you want it to be filled up with like nonsense and fuckery? Mm -hmm. I have a quote. I have this written on the wall in the studio. I've got like a whole wall going now in there of things that help inspire me and good reminders of who I'm trying to be. This one, it's James Clear. And he said, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want people to get the idea that I'm, I'm trying to say that everybody's just should just choose good and choose well or whatever. I'm a fan of folk treating people how you get treated. So like, I ain't that turn the cheek to turn the other cheek lady. And 
Because for me, if I'm turning the other cheek, that means you're probably going to slap me on that one too. And then we will have to fight. Well, in these days, I don't, I don't know who I trust anymore to say what is a good choice, quote, unquote. Right. right. I think we need to kind of reevaluate the, the way, the things that we put the word good and bad on. I think that's something we always need to think about and reevaluate and make sure we're making a good choice. <laughs> yeah. Make the best choice you can for the moment that you're in. There you go. Do, do what you can. Do what you can. Yeah. Do what you can and reach out to community. I spent season two just making a whole bunch of new friends. And man, are they resources? Like, I mean, these people following the grave woman on Instagram and seeing her advice on talking to people you love who have lost somebody. Yep. In the work that just that one person is doing, we know how to grieve better. We know how to support other people in grief better. We know how to support people in death better. Yes. You know? Yes. In dying better. You know, had I not had to go through the process of planning a couple of funerals myself, I, this is shit I would need to know. And it's unfair to have to learn it while it's happening to you. Again, that's, that's how we all kind of get this training air quotes is that we'll deal with it when it happens, but there's too much. And there are some things that you can do that with. Absolutely. But I feel like this is not one of those things you want to leave unattended. Just being in the, in the culture that we're in right now, in the space that we're in right now, and in our community, our global community, we don't want to leave these things untended. Well, I guess I could put it under the blanket of grief. I'm going to say, particularly in death and grief, there's so many things to process. There's so much emotion and so much of you ends up shutting down that there's really no space to learn. There's, you don't have the energy. You don't have the bandwidth to learn how to do it. It's hard enough just trying to get through the dark matter. Yeah. Dark matter. Yeah. Speaking of the brave woman, we went and had a visit with, with her on her podcast, her, her video cast. Yeah, I don't know what those are called. Are they called video casts? I don't know. It's a video podcast. I don't know what the cool kids are calling it these days. I didn't hardly even know it was a thing. Thank God, actually, <laughs> we we finally got a date set that the three of us could finally actually make it to. And I'm like, hey, I want to check it out first. Can you send me the link? And D sends me a link to YouTube, and I'm like, oh shit, I got to get video ready. All right, this is different because you know we just show up for the podcast and like I'm fresh out of the shower and my hair is all wet up and on top of my head and yeah, I at least put a nicer sweater on for <laughs> to talk to Joelle. But yeah, you guys, the Grave Woman on YouTube, she's got some really really cool videos. I'm just such a fan of hers. I love. I don't just love what she has to say. I love how she says it. And I had so much fun. And man, we were on the gamut with her. We talked about a lot of really fun things. I know. I know. You you all will get a taste of our of what we talk about outside of grief after dark. Right. <laughs> then then you find out what happens when someone else starts asking me questions. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> we finished and Tim goes, how did it go? And I went, Dee and I have recorded so many times together, so many episodes, hours and hours, you guys, even of like unpublished content. I went, it finally happened. I went off on some tangent and was like, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. Who am I? <laughs> I remembered. But yeah. No, I know. It's so fun. I love going on other people's podcasts just because like, <laughs> that's the silly shit that happens to me too. I'm like, oh, oh, I oh. should practice. <laughs> I yeah. should practice. This isn't just me and Dee in our living rooms anymore. Yeah, right. I know. So if, if you, if you had to think of one favorite nut bit of season two, what would it be? I kind of don't want to say because, <laughs> well, is your cunt moist? Oh my God. <laughs> that that, that had to be the best shit ever. She really I, fucking, I don't she know. just leveled that shit. Really? Like she just took it up a notch and Apparently, I'm a prepubescent teenager Dude, in my I, spirit, where I think everything's fucking funny. And so I was dying. Here we are. Here I we was are. dying. I don't know. That between that and raw dogging your grief, I just oh, damn, that girl just took the cake. I it's it's so it's oh. so special because this baby, she's not a baby. She's a grown ass woman now. She she's is. 18 years old, Hannah. My niece, who, you know, I have held this baby in my arms. And we were so close when when she was little up until the time that I moved. And, like, that's one of the things that really broke my heart leaving California was leaving my nieces. Because yeah, I, I was who's going to be the auntie? Who's going to do this? <laughs> who is going to be the auntie? Yep. And so while it was by choice, it's like one of the things that has like broken my heart like for 16 years (laughs) and to be able to talk to her and listen to her in her womanhood brings me such joy. Well, and she brought (laughs) such value and wisdom to that Mm -hmm. conversation. Yeah. She's, she's quite the lady. So I'm like, I think my favorite thing was community. And you were like, (laughs) I don't have a problem with any of those three words. And somehow when you put them together in that accent, yes, I got, I'm still squirming. Not in a good way. (laughs) As Naja would say, I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable with that. I am uncomfortable. I am uncomfortable right now. (laughs) Oh, man. So, Uh, as usual, great uh, things in the works. Absolutely. More great things to come. I'm kind of bummed that we have to take the break between now and season three because I'm very, very excited for those conversations that are coming. I know. But all things in their own good time. All in good time, y'all. All in good time. 
that's one of the things I have to really kind of chant to myself now. And I'm so glad that I have been reminded in between by you and by Joel and by, you, you know, pretty much in these little ways by everyone that I've talked to. It's just that, and I've found myself just saying it to others all the time and it's fine. Yeah. It's going to be fine. As you all know, I have ideas just going and going and going. My mind doesn't shut off and I get disappointed in myself when I can't make all of these ideas happen. Yep. Like right <laughs> like now, right away. I'm like, Oh my God, but I have so many and I see them really clearly and I see them finished and I'm like, shit, man, all it is, is we got to show up to do it. Yes. What disappoints me is that I don't have the energy to show up and do every single project right now, right now, this minute I wanted to do right now. Nobody has that fucking energy. Nobody has that. Nobody has that luxury. Even we all have to let things take their course. Don't think that I don't understand what you're saying because you know, (laughs) you know, I do, but I have to do it all right now. All I have is the present moment. All I have is right now. Y'all these ideas are here right now. And I see them fully formed. Let's go. Well, maybe this project is good for both of us in that we, and especially this season, we have had to really roll with timing. We've had rescheduling and technology issues. And sometimes there's just a storm that won't let the internet work. And, um, you know, thankfully we've both been, I think we both just enjoy this so much that it's easy to be flexible because it is. It's you are one of the people that I'm so easily flexible with, I think. Same. Because I think we've talked so much about it and we've worked through so many things together inadvertently. Yeah. Um, it's just that we know. And even if we are getting grumpy or if we're tired or whatever the fuck ever, we're just like, can we just yep. record this tomorrow? <laughs> and the answer is always absolutely yes. Whatever, whatever works. Yeah, yeah. Like, can we find a way to make it work? It's not, you know, it's not an argument. It's not a struggle. It's just ease. It's ease. Yeah. This is one of my projects of ease and I love those. And so can they know, not trying- all be that? I, they're, they're not all that. Not when you fucking with other folks. Yeah. Well, but can you not always show up with that yourself? I do always show up with that myself. Okay. I don't. For the most, I do. <laughs> I'm just trying to make shit easy. I want it to be easy. I want it to be easy. Yeah. Like, I don't know where we've come up where this, this standard where everything has to be this struggle and you have to have like, you know, oh my God, this knockdown drag out and it has to be this rural. Nothing can just be fucking easy. If it's too easy, then it's not worthy or it's not, you know, worth anything. It's not valuable if it's easy. We have this skewed perception of like anything that's easy is worthless and anything that's easy isn't worth doing. What the fuck? I don't know. I think we've proven that's a lie. It's a lie. Like we are all chasing fucking ease. Yeah, it could be a difficult project, but it could also go as smoothly as hell, y'all. Yeah. I'm here to tell you this. Like I've done these really big projects this year, which I wasn't really planning on, but for the most part, they've been projects of ease. It's been shit I can do in my sleep. Yeah. Why are we not allowed to do that and be successful at it and like enjoy it? You know, we got to, we, everything's got to be hard. Everything's got to have, you know, you got to pay your dues and you got to do this, that, and the other. Listen, I've paid an extraordinary price 
for my life to be easy right now. <laughs> so <laughs> fucking, I'm going to enjoy that shit. Yeah. I'm going to take all the easy projects. Hell yes. All of them. Bring them. <laughs> well, one of the most, one of the most brutal and valuable lessons I've learned in the recent past is that like all of the complication that I hit, it's all put on me by me. I've done it. I'm even putting other people's expectations on me when they don't have that expectation. I'm thinking people are going to get mad at me for not doing things right or the right timing or whatever. Nobody cares. Everybody's been very generous. That is the messaging that has been reinforced. Somebody's going to be upset with you. You're going to lose your job. Yes. You're going to lose your position. You're going to, you know, get demoted. You're going to, everything is consequence based. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're going to lose something if you don't fucking show up. Yeah. And you know what I'm never going to lose? Almost. I, I think I've proven this too. No matter how hard I drop the ball, it's, it's that fucking list of six people. You guys are still here. We're still here. We're still loving you. Thank you. Are we still thinking of ways to help you? <laughs> like, you know? Thank you. It's helped me learn the lesson. To get back on our feet or whatever the fuck ever, because we are going to fall down. It's just the idea of that failure is just this horrible thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the big bad wolf at the door is failure. And you're going to be worthless and you're going to lose. What if you lose all your money? Fucking money is, they print money every day. And now it's virtual money. Shit. This is an illusion. Y'all be talking about time is an illusion. Fuck y'all. This is a, all this shit here is made up. It's made up. Mm -hmm. Quit playing with me. Shut up talking to me. (laughs) The shirt has been made. The shirt has been made. (laughs) like and so you know it's just going back and forth through those things it's like I've been in a shit mental place and I'm like that's just part of that's part of my charm now shit I'm not trying to get rid of it I'm not trying to find this miracle cure for what the fuck I'm going through I can't unsee my daughter's dead body y'all that shit's gonna fuck with you (laughs) for the rest of your life Anybody that thinks differently, we are having a whole different conversation, are we not? Yeah. So, like, quit playing. Quit playing. We have to find ways to work with it. We have to find ways to dance with this shit. We have to find ways. Not, oh, I got to get rid of it forever and everything's going to be fine. No, bad shit's going to still be happening, by the way, while you're working through the shit you're going through. Some problems on top of your problems. Some growth on top of your growth. The universe ain't fucking around so yeah, you gotta learn to dance with it hey so like learning to dance with it rather than to banish it forever and you'll never come back to that depends oh, good on luck if it was my fucking hamster sure mm. <laughs> i might get over that hump y'all yeah you know everybody's looking for this cure they're looking for that magic wand they're looking for that magic pill they're looking for that oh the fountain of youth they're looking for it well you can right just now- listen to the last 11 ish conversations that we had and rethink that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and rethink it. I have eight minutes left on this recording. Should we ask questions? <laughs> Should we do one last round of questions? Oh my God. Let me find some questions. <laughs> Our casual fire. <laughs> casual fire <laughs> question time. Ooh, what adventure would you like to do 
in the next few months? <laughs> Off the top of my head, because I'm really good at just looking around the room and seeing what the answer is. I did some gardening today. Mm-hmm. I love to garden. I love to grow things. I accidentally ended up with 109 tiny plant starts this year. I know we have notes on what not to do next year. And that's one of it, but, or one of the things, um, I gave a lot of plants away, but I got one of my little planters done, covered it in bird netting, like got it all set up. I, I am kind of excited about my gardening adventure. I'm putting in 17 tomato plants in the greenhouse. And I just can't wait to see what pest I have or disease or squirrel holes. Like some shit's going to come in and like make me figure some shit out. So that's going right. to be my adventure. <laughs> what about you? I actually, you know what? I would really like to commit to finishing both of my books, The Field Guide to Grief, which I had scrapped for a long time. And then also my potlucks and poetry book, which, you know, I think is 90% done. It just needs, I need to publish it. I, that's like, I need to do the formatting. I need to put some time and energy into that. And so, you know, that would be, it has to be my top choice is like finishing my two books and getting those off my, getting those out my purse. Cool. I'm still, still here to help with that. Yes. So you let me know. (laughs) I shall. Okay. Would you rather have a real get out of jail free card or (laughs) a key that opens any door? A key. Mm -hmm. You? (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and go with the get out of jail free card (laughs) for a thousand, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) I, and we all know why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being optimistic and thinking that I won't need to get out of jail free card. Cringing. You guys better be nice to me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, if you could be any supernatural creature, which one would it be and why? Oh, Lord. I really like the idea of the phoenix. Yep. <laughs> I've just redone my original tattoo, which was many moons ago. And when I got it, I looked into some lore about the phoenix and beyond the concept of rebirth and rebirth and rebirth, which is, I think, very beautiful. I read something that said they only drink morning dew. That is what they feed on. And they land so delicately so as not to crush a single blade of grass. But it's a fucking magic bird that lights on fire and then comes back. Like, this is as gently badass as it gets, I think. What about you? Hmm. I think that changes over time for me, but, uh, what is it today? today I feel like I would disappoint my daughter if I didn't say a mermaid, oh! <laughs> which is really kind of true. Like I'd lo- I think I would be okay with being a mermaid. You know, I don't like to be on the ocean anyway in a boat, but 
especially if I'm in the ocean and of the ocean, I think that would be different. It would totally. be very different. Yeah. Totally. I mean, you know, maybe swing past Aquaman's place or whatever. Sure. Anyway, I'm about to be nasty. Well, go ahead. <laughs> Well, hello, hello, <laughs> hello to you only. Anyway, <clears throat> thank you for another incredible season, and thank you for still being in this with me, and thank you for just sitting there laughing. Like this is just oh my god, <clears throat> this is the best. It's one of my all-time favorite projects. Thank you for listening. Thank you people who have joined us on the show and been so honest and raw and vulnerable and incredible in sharing your stories and your exp- expertise and bringing us all really a new level of community and connection. I can't be more grateful or honored that, you know, everybody who showed up, showed up and, you know, did what they do, shared who they are with us and, you know, just saying thank you to everybody who is listening and who have sent in questions for us or sent in responses to the things that we've been saying and you all have been so gracious and so beautifully kind I love it and and I'm just proud of this project and I'm proud of us and it's my pleasure like every time same. So, Me too. Thank you. Yes. Oh, no. Thank you. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. <clears throat> That's us for Greek After Dark Season 2, Dark Matter, y'all. Woo! I love you, D. I love you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>